0: Some breaking news to bring you now. The American pop star Madonna has apparently postponed her tour after falling uh, very ill and staying in intensive care for several days. Now, her manager, Gayo Siri, published uh, the following on his Instagram account tonight. It said this, on Saturday the 24th, Madonna developed a serious bacterial infection which led to several days' stay in the ICU.
1: A major scare for pop culture fans all over the world. Madonna, vulnerable, found unresponsive. Echoes of Michael Jackson, who was also preparing for his final tour when the pop world suddenly stopped. Today, we hear from you. Was this inevitable? Is Madonna surrounded by people who will not tell her to stop? Who won't step in to save her from herself? It is an incredibly sad time. But let's share this concern together. Let's talk about it. Come and meet me in the fortress. Coming to you from the mountain fortress of pop culture. You're listening to Time to Talk.
2: Padam, Padam,
0: I hear it and I know... Down, down. I know
1: you want to take me home. Welcome to the fortress. Come on in. You and I have been praying for Madonna. We've been relieved to know that she is apparently now on the road to recovery, although The reports are so mixed, aren't they? There's a report there saying, yep, she's out of the ICU. She's back at home. But then there's also reports that she's vomiting uncontrollably. How did you feel when you first heard that news? I was floored. As soon as I opened my phone, there was her photo. And the words rushed to hospital and unresponsive. And people... Who don't follow this like we do. They don't understand, do they? This is just some rich, privileged, white brat of a woman. Why would you care? Well, she is such a source of strength. And always has been. But the ultimate out of control in ICU. With things down her throat. Unconscious, presumably. That is an image that will haunt many of us. At the same time, I'm trying to put it in perspective. She is okay now. But for many of us, it's brought up all of those concerns that we've already had. And it's made us wonder if that little niggle in the pit of our stomach was right all along. Is she addicted to something? It all started around that knee. When she started having trouble with that knee, she just almost overnight went from this sharp, perceptive, on-the-ball, vigilant woman who was always the smartest person in the room to soft-minded, that's the only way I can put it, soft-minded. And even though all the focus was on, is her behaviour embarrassing or tragic, That wasn't ever my concern, and I don't think it was yours either. Because we're quite used to Madonna behaving outrageously. It's why we love her. But if we're going to be honest with each other, it was, why is she behaving that way? Is there something wrong? Is she okay? And if something's not okay, does she have someone in her world who will tell her? The comparisons here between Michael Jackson's death and what has just recently happened to Madonna are not lost on any of us. Let's be totally honest, even the timing. He was, I think, about three weeks out from that opening show. So was she. They both talked about wanting to put on the greatest show of their lives. In fact, have a listen to Michael Jackson here.
2: When people leave my show, i want what I'm saying. I've never seen nothing like this in my life. Go. No. Go. No. I've never seen nothing like
1: this. Go. No. So some people say it's crass, but we can't help but speculate, can we, about what has caused this? Now, Now I know a lot of people do not like me talking about this. I've had that flavour on social media over the past few days. But if this was sepsis, I started researching. She's had a lot of implants, right? I do not judge her for that. But I did start going down that rabbit hole of what happens if one of those starts to rupture or leaks. And the rehearsals that she's been doing. This is not what a 64 year old is normally doing. The level of exertion that comes as part of rehearsing for a tour like hers, right? So what happens if something ruptures? Have a listen to this. A woman's attempt to augment her buttocks led to an unusually delayed and life-threatening infection that started to rot away her skin, doctors in Ireland say. In a new report, they describe how the 29-year-old contracted a rare infection in the same part of her buttocks where she had gotten dermal fillers injected more than a year earlier. Though she developed sepsis and endured 18 days in hospital, the woman was able to fully recover thanks to antibiotic therapy. Well, she still leads an incredibly healthy lifestyle. She's got What's What's the rap in American life? I've got a nanny, I've got an agent, I've got a chef. You know, she's got all these people around her. So she eats well, she's exercising like hell. So the speculation, for me at least, is your lifestyle is pretty clean, pretty healthy. So where did this come from? We want to know more, don't we? It's probably none of our business. And she apparently... ...kicked and screamed metaphorically, not wanting to be taken to the hospital. Which also, by the way, defies that description that she was found unresponsive. Was she found unresponsive then came to and was like, no, no, don't take me. I don't want to go to the hospital. There are reports that she didn't seek medical treatment... ...even though she was suffering a fever for up to a month before this collapse happened. But she didn't want to do it because she was worried the doctors and the insurance would cancel the tour. Now, as you know, this is your show. This is where you come into the fortress and the few of us who remain talk about pop culture. And we enjoy it and we try to keep it alive. This is your show. We have been getting so many people responding to our previous podcasts, wanting to comment about small little issues or the bigger ones, wanting to tear shreds off me, which is absolutely fine. I don't care. Saying some bizarre things, but many of you just wanting to have your say about Kylie, who we'll be talking about soon, Madonna, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Anything going on in pop culture, film, music, whatever, we've set up an email address now so that you can send voice memos through much more easily than you've been doing via social media. It's a bit tricky, isn't it? So the email address is time to talk Australia at outlook.com. All you have to do is get your phone out, record a voice memo, try to keep it to a couple of minutes if that's alright, send it through to that email address, and unless you're breaking a law, we'll include it in upcoming podcasts. I would love to hear what you are thinking truthfully in your heart about Madonna at the moment. Mike from New York, he's a fairly recent listener to the show, but he has taken the time to send us his thoughts about what's been going on with Madonna. Have a listen.
3: Hi guys, I may sound a little weird, I'm a little stuffed, but um, yeah, I've been um, um, Madonna fans for most of my life, Um, stronger fan when I was younger, went to see her multiple times, I was also um, a photographer, so I used to see her on a daily basis here in New York, um, at the Kabbalah Center, her house, I was hanging out with her drivers. Um, A security team, they all knew me. She recognizes me. Um, But that was back in the day. Um, My concern, it kind of started the past few years, but mainly the last two. And when she announced the world tour a few months ago, I was very concerned. I immediately saw parallels between her and Michael Jackson, she is clearly not herself. You know, she used to be very strong, very in control. And the new Madonna is, is not like that. She's showing problematic behavior. She's just weird. It's just odd. Something is off. Something is definitely off. And I feel like nobody around her is telling her anything that she doesn't want to hear. She's surrounding herself like most people at that level. Uh, with yes people. And many fans, when I raise my concern, people are attacking me, just calling me a hater. And I don't think it's come from hate. I think it's come from love. I I, I may not like her music anymore, but I like her as a person. I always liked her. Always said nice things to her. She always smiled to me. Always nice to me. Um, again, I will see her on a daily basis. I, I mean, I live too, uh, not too far from her. Before she moved to the East side anyway, um so i I do care, and it's odd you we live in a situation in reality that you can't criticize anything, even if it's come from a place of love. um and I, I and I said I had a post. I had a few posts, but my one got really big with some with some comments when I said i I don't think this tour is going to go ahead as planned. I don't think she's well enough to tour. I don't think she'll be able to pull it through. I think she needs help. She's clearly addicted to something. She's taking, if if it's pain medication, if it's something, she's on something. Look at all the videos that she uploads herself. They're odd. That's not the Madonna we grew up on. That's not the person she is. I know she's older, but she just doesn't seem like she's sharp. She seems like... I don't know, very Britney Spears-like videos that she's uploading. They're, they're odd. Something isn't right. So I was actually bracing myself for the day that I'm going to get the news that that she's been hospitalized. And I've said that. I've said the writing is on the wall like five months ago. And people came for me in the comments calling me a, uh, a hater. And I'm just looking for trouble they said there's nothing wrong. She's not on anything. She's perfectly fine. And and here we are. And then I got the the word that she was found unresponsive in her house and rushed to the emergency room. You know, spent days in the ICU. I mean, that doesn't happen for what they described was the diagnostics. She she it wasn't a bacterial infection. I mean, I know that's what they have to say. I know I don't know that for a fact. But all I know is is what I said would happen did happen. The two is being delayed. I still don't think it's going to happen 100% as they say it's going to happen. I still think something bad could still happen. I don't know if this is a wake-up call like, big enough for those surrounding her to do something about it to give her the help she needs she needs help and again it doesn't come from a place of hate it comes from a place of love i love the person she she means a lot to me i don't like her music anymore i may not go to her concerts anymore cuz i don't enjoy that i don't i feel like she lost she just lost the ability to have fun to just Put a fun show. Everything is everything. She's always upset. She's always sad. She's always giving the finger. She's. It's like it's. It's just. It's like. I don't know. She used to be fun. She used to be fun, and I think she's not truly happy. And I think it reflects in what she's doing. But whatever. I wish her the best. I want her to be well. I want her to have a complete recovery. But I think something is wrong. I think her fans, her hardcore fans, that ignoring the signs need to wake up. And understand that if people like me talked like that about Michael Jackson back then, maybe he would have been alive today. Maybe people would have said, you know what, maybe you shouldn't take any more medication or or, or slipping, whatever it was on, that clearly killed him. Just look at all the major stars. It doesn't have to be drugs. Today, drugs are in those medication, quote-unquote, that we take. Like most Americans, they're all hooked on these things. And she's no different. I think ever since, ever since uh, she had that knee surgery, I think that's what she needed to start taking pain medication. And then she had some other work done, which, and I think she got hooked on them. It just, she's clearly not herself. She's clearly not as sharp as she used to be. The Madonna we knew, she's not. and And look what happened over the weekend. And I think we were very, very close to losing her and people need to understand that and be serious about it and instead of just calling people who raise concerns haters maybe say you know what she needs help so anyway that's that's how i feel everything i predicted that's going to happen actually did happen i was the first one to say the two will not start at the date that it was going to start if it'll even happen at all i said she will end up in the hospital she did and I'm just glad they were able to help her and fight her fast enough. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that that people will do something about it. You know, she needs to go to rehab. Or some sort of a... I, I don't buy the whole cover-up story of a bacterial infection. Like, you can just take antibiotics you don't need to be in an ICU for bacterial infection. I've never heard of that. I'm not a doctor, but I've never heard of that. But anyway, that's my, that's my two cents. Uh, I'm curious to see what you guys are thinking. I just, again, wish her well, a full and speedy recovery, and I hope she'll get back to her old self.
1: Mike, that was so powerful. And there is such a courage in what you've decided to say there, because I know there are... Millions of Madonna fans thinking the same thing, but they've been shut down by people who say, well, you can't talk about this stuff. Well, you can. And as you've pointed out, it comes from a place of concern. It comes from a place of love. None of us at this stage are worried about when she will or won't get back on the stage. All we want now is for her to be healthy and well. Will it be the wake-up call that she needs? To Madonna and her family, God bless. We are truly thinking of you. Well, as predicted in the last podcast, Padam Padam absolutely is not losing steam. It's possibly picked up steam by the looks of it it's at 27 million streams which i think is up about seven million since we spoke only this time last week seven million in a week which is just incredible and absolutely and is evidence that it's not slowing down anytime soon she's passed 14 million monthly listeners on spotify as well our kylie minogue well done She's back in the United States at the moment. She has all but confirmed that the Vegas residency that's been long, long rumoured is potentially going to happen. Did you see her when she met Kelly Clarkson? Recently behind the scenes. I think she was on one of the morning shows and ran into Kelly Clarkson in the background. And she'd written this question for Kelly Clarkson. Um... Can you tell us your vocal range? It's one of those naff things they do. They get celebrities to put a question in a box for another celebrity and it gets read out. And Kelly Clarkson had only just answered that question during a recording of an interview with her, right? Then they run into each other backstage. Now, I like Kelly Clarkson, I really do. Her voice is phenomenal. Please go and look her up singing Take a Bow. It's just beautiful in every way possible. So I like Kelly Clarkson, but wow, (laughs) when they met backstage and Kelly Clarkson, it looks like they've never met each other before. And it's a very candid moment. Clearly someone's filming this and initially at least Kylie doesn't realise. But I believe that she didn't know she was being filmed at least for the first part. Kelly Clarkson runs up to her and goes, I got your question, I got your question. And then goes on to talk about um, how... The vocal range depends on if she's on her period or not. God bless Kylie, I've said it so many times, she is by far and away the most emotionally intelligent person I've ever known. And I do say known, even though I've never met her. She just rolled with it. You could tell she looked a little bit taken aback, but it's just not how you know it's not quite normal to talk like that i guess but i mean especially given everything um kylie's gone through and her age but anyway there you go um two wonderful women having a bit of a moment backstage was really lovely to watch a lot of people are revisiting kylie at the moment, as we know, people, people who haven't listened to her for many years. So they're hopping onto Spotify and streaming services. If they are going onto Spotify and they decide, and many people do, just to click the artist's personal playlist, well, go and have a go at it. They've got all the great Kylie tracks there, but every second or third or fourth track is Padam. Now, how freaking clever is that? So you go and play the Kylie playlist and every you know probably 15 minutes Padam Padam will play. Which obviously gets the streaming uh, numbers up and not to mention it gets Padam Padam into the head doesn't it as well. Very very clever Spotify. Now, since we spoke last, she has performed in the United States again. This time, it was for at the Knockdown Center um, in New York City again for Pride. Absolute dog's breakfast. Have you seen it? She's singing "Padam, Padam," and it's all out of sync. It's just completely and utterly out of sync. She couldn't hear properly through that earpiece, so she's. It reminds me of uh, "Party in the Park." When Spinning Around was a huge hit. She came out too and the earpiece was a problem. So she was singing all out of alignment. But then she decides to pivot. And I loved what happened here. She goes basically let's just get the audience. Let's all sing this a cappella style. I'll sing it with you audience. I thought I was going a bit nuts. I could hear 10 out of 10. She's singing padam padam with the audience. No music. But in the background 10 out of 10 starts playing. The other track off tension. In case you don't know, it's like, and and it was playing so loudly at some points that it's actually drowning her out. But she carries on. She gets to the end of a song. I don't know how she did it. Have you ever tried to sing a song when there's another track? What is amazing about it? It didn't look terrible. In fact, it looked really fun. It's that. That's what's going to happen in a hot and sweaty club, I guess. Absolutely, anything can happen. And I'm telling you what. The audience absolutely loved it.
0: Hello, Time to Talk show listeners, and hello, Tim. You know I'm a big Kylie fan. I've been a Kylie fan for years and years and years, even in my adolescent days with her first album and the locomotion. But, Padam Padam, I did not like this song a month ago when it was dropped. I have learned to love it it's really caught on with my musical kind of senses. And I agree with you wholeheartedly, Tim, about we need superstar Kylie when it comes to this. And yeah, she's doing pretty good promotion. I see it climbing up the dance charts. This week, I believe it's number seven, and also some feedback in America. It is being played. I'm an old man. I still go to the clubs here and there. It's being played. And not just... I don't see it in just the gay scene. I think the the straight scene is picking up on it, too, which is awesome. So hopefully, this will be, like you say, like Light Years as to Disco. Will her new album and this song reflect her triumph in fever and can't get you out of my head we'll see always great work tim
1: talk to you soon thank you so much mr david for sending that through i hope you've pre-ordered your tension album it's going to be a big era and in the united states as well she's putting in so much work over there thank you so much <laughs> Now look, I'm very, very used to people not liking what I have to say and this show in general. I get horrendous messages sent through to me and horrendous comments left under the videos and all of that kind of stuff. That's par for the course. And by the way, I'm not one of these people who just fold my arms and say, oh, they're trolls. They're haters. Because I'm really, really curious to know... What it is that you're thinking? I don't shut you down. You can say it in any style you like. That's fine. I honestly, actually appreciate it. But I have to say, the most bizarre comment I've received in quite some time came from a user on YouTube. Um, by the way, if you're if you're listening to the show on YouTube, do yourself a favor and go and get on Spotify or iHeart or Apple Podcasts. Listen there. It's so much better. Less ads. It's more portable. You just look up time to talk Australia, or go to the Golden Age of Pop Culture on social media, and you'll find the links to all the podcasts. So yeah, now in the last episode, I wanted to get that perspective from my son, who's in his early twenties, about if Padam was in the clubs and has it caught on to his generation. Do any, does anyone his age actually talk about it? Right. So he sent in an audio clip, and we played it. In the last podcast, go back, have a listen. (laughs) The the weirdest comment that I think I've received in quite some time is uh, from a user on YouTube called Jody Wand Bible. Now they wrote, it's almost like you wrote that statement for your son that he had to read. I'm not wrong. So they're implying that I've... Taken the time to write out a script. Exactly, I've got some sort of agenda that... I don't know what is the agenda, but I don't want Padam Padam to be successful. Have you actually listened to this podcast? Um, And then I've handed it to my son and I said, read that. Sort of by gunpoint. Ridiculous, right? Have you ever tried to get a young person or a teenager to agree with what you think? Go on, I dare you. Go and try. It's just not so. So the only thing I can conclude is that this YouTube user must think that I've got, you know, my son chained up in some sort of dungeon and, you know, poking him with a poker, getting him to read things into the microphone that suit the agenda that I'm trying to sell to the world. (laughs) For the record, that is utterly nuts, atrocious, and just simply not true. Shut up, Nance. Shut up. Shut up. Don't make me get the holes.
3: Sometimes amateurs know best, and the lack of professionalism is all you'll hear on the Time to Talk show. Join Tim and his panel of guests as they wade their way through a range of news, music, and pop culture treats. Time to Talk, the show hosted by amateurs for unprofessional
0: listeners.
4: First of all, um, great podcast, love listening to it. Um, love your insights and thoughts, it's um, fantastic, thank you. So uh, I guess a few little thoughts from me about um, your most recent um, podcast, could Kylie and Padum be even more epic? No, well she can, it's impossible, but she's doing it, we're loving it. <laughs> um, I guess like, the first thought is um, around music videos, they're not really made that much anymore, well, they're made. they're not really as popular anymore, Um, because we don't really consume music through TV as much. Um, For example, you know, the the downfall of MTV is just 24 hours of ridiculousness um, episodes back-to-back. Even with YouTube, they don't... Like, music really is consumed, unfortunately, now in 30-minute or 60-minute... Segments and that's, you know, the TikTok generation.
1: A big shout-out and thank you to Glenn, who is an Australian living in the United States. He sent through a bit of a message for us too, mainly commenting on a comment I made in the last podcast. Why is Padam Padam very low in views, comparatively low in views on YouTube? Glenn, you've also wanted to respond to something I said in the last podcast that caused lots of negative responses, and I accept that. Like I say, I like to listen to all perspectives. I was talking about the fact that Kylie often refers to uh, Padam-Padam as her child. Go back and have a little listen to the context around that, but Glenn had something to say about that.
4: And my final thought is, uh, thanks for listening, is around, I guess, the... um, Kylie saying that, um, you know, it's like dropping off a little kid, um, your little kid for their first day at school, sort of releasing it out into the world. I don't really think it's anything to do with um, whether she's had her children or not because I I really don't think that that comes into it at all. Um, We all understand the universal emotion of love and care and compassion that we have for anything um, that we've sort of held close and, you know... Putting it out there for people to criticize or interact with, so I don't really, I don't really see that as a problem. That's not a problem at all, to be honest. Um, you know, she can make that um, comparison, and I think it's really to allow for um, most people to understand what she means, because it's sort of a universally held understanding around um, caring and loving for children. And just to say, um, Padam is blowing up I live in the US but um is blowing up in the US I live in Los Angeles and it is um I don't even know what the word is insidious in the best way possible it is just so popular here people are loving it people are re- being reborn into the brilliance of Kylie Minogue um and it she is just so incredibly popular here now it is fantastic
1: Glenn, you couldn't have finished up any better. Thank you so much for confirming that Padam is huge in the United States, that it seems to be getting bigger. I certainly saw, I think it was Andy Cohen, wasn't it? Somebody showed it to Kamala Harris, who's the Vice President of the United States, uh, on his phone. It was Andy Cohen, I'm positive. He took took his phone up to her and went, this is the song of the summer. And she said something along the lines of she loves it. Not that I care what Kamala Harris thinks, if I'm gonna be perfectly honest, but it gives you some sort of sense about how far this track is. It knows no bounds. And an extra reminder, if you would also like to send an audio message, you can do that very easily now. We've finally got an email set up. Time to talk Australia at outlook.com. Keep it to a couple of minutes. You can talk about anything. It doesn't have to be about Kylie. A lot of people think it's a Kylie exclusive email box. It's really not. Anything to do with pop culture that you think we need to be alerted to, to know about. It might be a film, a new track that we've all missed. So as I say, this is your show. Send through those messages and we'll get them on. Mixed Reactions over the Padam Padam Remix. It's called the Jax Jones Remix. It only dropped on Friday evening in Australia. And I love it. I think it's awesome. It's slightly sped up. It doesn't stray too far from the original. Uh, Some people are saying that it's just not different enough or it's a bit bland or a bit blah. I don't know. I, I said to someone on social media only this morning maybe I'm blinded by my love of the song. I... I'm really surprised that all these weeks in, it hasn't become tired for me at all. Obviously I play it every day, so it's possible that maybe I'm just thinking this remix is so fantastic because it gives me a slightly different earworm, a different take on a a track that I absolutely love. And that's possible, but I really would urge you to go and listen to it. It's called the Jax Jones remix and it's official. There are lots of unofficial remixes out there, aren't there? And they keep coming up in my feeds, all these different remixes. And you click on them and you go, why did they bother? Sacrilege, sacrilege. Still on the subject of Kylie, Sophie Miller, who directed Padam Padam and um, some of the greatest video clips of the 80s and, and 90s. Well, she is going to be directing the next two. Tension videos but what is that single going to be exactly Um, I'm hoping it's going to be hands you all know that I think it would be a great follow-up but the money is on hold on to now which I reported last week and I I actually didn't get any responses to that usually someone will set me right if I'm wrong so maybe I'm assuming I'm right that hold on to now is being remixed so that it is single ready a lot of fans want tension itself to be track number two but certainly Kylie has already confirmed that there will be a minimum of three singles including Padam from the tension era which is really exciting Uh, I love the way she referred to Padam Padam saying that she had to take time to service it which is a really interesting way of putting promotion for a song she's out there servicing Padam okay um Many of you listening will know that there are an unbelievable truckload of tracks that have been leaked from many different eras, including the Tension era. Everyone seems to be talking about running at the moment, which was, well, I actually heard it quite some time ago, but for most people, they're just getting their hands on running. It's not on the Tension album. Vegas Baby as well has been. Um, Again, I heard that quite some time ago, but that's now floating around the internet more freely, so people are listening to those. Look, they're both great tracks, but I'm really glad that they're not on the album. They don't seem album-worthy to me. The track that I can't stop listening to at the moment, which is not an off-cut from Tension... uh, I should know where it was an offcut from, but I can't off the top of my head because there's just so many. You know what I'm talking about. Those of you who've got their hands on the truckload of recent leaks, and I do mean truckload. It's really it's really hard to keep up with what era they're all from, right? Uh, but uh, Rose is a Rose. Gee whiz, it's great. It's every, I've got it on repeat at the moment. Um It gets better and better the more you listen to it. It's so clever in its simplicity. uh, And I really can't help but think I wish it was on the Tension album. Would it fit? I don't really know. But um, it's, it's a really, really fun track. It makes me happy. It has been, as always, amazing spending a little bit of time with you this weekend. I'm honestly so grateful for everyone who takes the time to listen in the first place, to leave comments, to share the videos, and certainly sending through audio messages about your thoughts, your responses to the podcasts is really appreciated too. Thank you for those people who leave really small donations that let us keep doing this show. It genuinely keeps us going, I have to say. And for this podcast in particular, thank you for sharing in that shock um, of hearing about Madonna. It was the absolute last and worst thing I ever wanted to wake up to see. Um, Quite a scare. We're all going to get through it, of course, and Madonna will too. We will all be together again, and that's fantastic. But thank you for letting me get some things off my chest today. We're all responding in a different way. Some people have used very dark humour, I've noticed, for example. And that doesn't sit very well with me, at least not right now. But I respect that that is how some people are responding. And just a final little reminder, I suppose, if, if you haven't heard it, I had the pleasure of speaking to a few of the backup dancers for the Blonde Ambition Tour. Have a little listen to this snippet of my conversation with Kevin Stay, who actually sued Madonna along with some of his backup dancers. There were a lot of egos in that group.
2: Yes. Yes, there were. (laughs) How did you cope? Uh, You know, it's funny because Christopher asked me that at one time as well because at one point the New York contingency kind of didn't want to be around me and didn't want to hang around me and they stopped talking to me. And, uh, and Christopher, I mean, they, they really kind of treated me, you know, with disdain for a while. And you have the dances, yeah, well, not, not Oliver and Gabriel. I've, I've, and, I mean, Carlton, We didn't really get along that well back then. Um, Carl, uh, Gabriel and Oliver are always dear friends. Uh, but the, you know, Jose Lewis and Salim at the time, uh, there was a, there was a, a few moments at which like, it got dicey. And so they kind of just stopped hanging out with me and stopped talking to me and they were treating me a little rough, but especially as dance captain. When I had to tell them what to do, they did not want to do what I told them to.
1: Treating you with disdain. What did that look like? So not following your directions when you are the dance? Not
2: captain. yeah, Not following orders, not following, oh, not what doing else? what I did, said. Give, they, they didn't want to, lift. they didn't want to rehearse. They didn't want to go over steps. They would, you know, you know, fight me on it. It's not that as this. And I'm like, well, I'm dance captain. So it's this now, you know, <laughs> um, they, yeah, well, dis, by disdain. I don't know if you have ever seen a New York Queen read people, but uh, they could they could say some insulting things, and they were not nice sometimes. And Christopher, her brother, saw that and actually came to me to make sure I was okay. He's like, "Are you okay? Because I really, you know, that's really, that's really rough. They're really talking down to you and like treating you like crap." And I was like, "Well, you know, it doesn't it doesn't affect me at all. I mean." That's it. It is their loss if they don't want to be friends with me. It's their loss, not mine.
1: So if you want to hear more of that interview, just go and look it up. Uh, it is on YouTube. As I say, you're much better off, better bang for your buck if you go and subscribe to our channel on a podcast platform like Spotify. I'm a little bit worried about iHeart, I have to say. We've shared links from iHeart in good faith, um, but we're getting more and more responses from people saying it's blocked in their country. I apologize that that is happening. Uh, It doesn't mean you can't hear the show, though. It just means you have to go to another platform. There's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Time to Talk Australia is what you're looking for. And if you get stuck, send out a message and we'll put you in the right direction. As I say, been a pleasure spending some time with you. You have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you next time. You're listening to Time to Talk.